distract Charlie from the news stories. But there was more. The headline news in Charlie Flint's world was that she was in love and hating every minute of it. And that was the real reason she was oblivious to all sorts of things that normally would have fascinated her. The needles of the power shower on her shoulders and back felt like deserved punishment. She tried to change the subject, but neither mind nor heart would play along. This morning, like every morning for the past six weeks, Lisa Kent was the only item on Charlie's mental bulletin. As the day wore on, Charlie could generally drag her attention back to the things that actually mattered. But first thing before she'd hammered her defences into shape again, top of the dial was Lisa bloody Kent. And here are the bullet points, she thought bitterly. Bad timing, nothing in common, wrong bloody woman. Seven years she'd been with Maria. Now, as if it wasn't enough to be racked by guilt... Charlie had the additional mortification of living a cliché, a seven-year itch. She hadn't even known it needed scratching until Lisa had glided into her life. But this had gone far beyond an itch. It was a ferocious irritation, an obsessional derangement that had invaded her life indiscriminately. No apparently innocuous event or remark was immune from a sudden takeover by the image of Lisa's assessing eyes, or the echo of her languid laughter. Fuck it, Charlie said, savagely pushing her silver and black hair back from her face. She jerked the shower switch to the off position and stepped out of the cubicle. Maria caught her eye in the mirror of the bathroom cabinet. The sound of the shower had masked her entrance. Bad day ahead, she asked sympathetically, pausing in the act of applying mascara to emphasise eyes the colour of horse chestnuts. Probably, Charlie said, trying to hide her dismay. I can't remember the last time I had a good one. What had she actually said out loud in the shower? How long had Maria been standing there? Maria's mouth twisted in wry sympathy as she worked moulding pace through her wavy brown hair, a critical look on her face. I need a haircut, she said absently before returning her focus to her partner. I'm sorry, Charlie. I wish there was something I could do. So do I. A churlish response. But it was all Charlie could manage. She forced herself to deal with reality as she rubbed the towel over her hair. The trouble with falling in love... No, one of the many troubles with falling in love, when you were already in a loving relationship you didn't actually want to end, was that it turned you into a drama queen. It had to be all about you. But the truth was, Maria had heard nothing more than the complaint of a disgraced forensic psychiatrist staring an uncertain future in the face. A talented professional who'd been shunted into a dead-end siding for all the wrong reasons. Maria suspected nothing. Swamped by a fresh wave of guilt, Charlie leaned forward and kissed the nape of Maria's neck, obscurely glad of the shiver she could see running through her lover. Pay no attention to me, she said. You know how much I love invigilating exams. I know. I'm sorry. You're worth better than that. Charlie thought she heard a trace of pity in Maria's voice and hated it. Whether it was real or her paranoia, it didn't much matter. She hated being in a place where pity was possible. What's worse about it is it's so undemanding. 
It leaves too many brain cells free to fret about all the things I would rather... No, damn it, should be doing. She finished drying herself and neatly folded her towel over the rail. See you downstairs. Five minutes later, dressed in crisp white cotton shirt and black jeans, she sat down at the breakfast table she'd laid earlier while Maria was showering. Their morning routine still a reassuringly fixed point in Charlie's emotional chaos. Even on the days when she didn't have to work, she still made herself get up at the regular time and go through the rituals of the employed life. As usual, Maria was spreading Marmite on granary toast. She gestured with her knife towards a large padded envelope by the bowl where Charlie's two Weetabix sat. Postman's been. Still don't know why you gave up cornflakes for those, she added, pointing at the cereal bars with her knife. They look like panty shields for masochists.